Let's just focus on the Lord. Just keep our focus. Just keep our focus. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are a speaking God and that you want to speak to us. And this morning, Lord, we pray, even as we have been praying, that every ear that is able to hear will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Um, even as Rulof mentioned last week, Lord, we can have ears and not hear, and, 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 and we even can be at a place where we even don't have ears, but we pray that whether we need to be given ears, whether they just need to be opened, whatever needs to happen in the spiritual realm, that there will be an awakening to God who is in our midst. And we thank you that we can trust for something here on earth as it is in heaven. For the sake of your name, be glorified, Lord Jesus. Amen. I wear myself super duidelijk. So, misschien is het een beetje dat volume kan drop. Um, disclaimer. Um, except for the fact that, um, that I didn't have a long uh, knowledge that I was preaching this morning. I actually came here and wasn't sure whether I was going to preach because we were still like, so I remember now, I haven't even told Celise what scriptures I'm using. <laughs> I wasn't sure how I, I should be. So Celise, um, um, just between the two of us, Exodus 25, verse 8 to 10 will be nice if you can get them. Exodus 25, verse 8 to 10, and then in my cell hoofdstuk, Exodus 25, uh, vers 21 en 22 ook. So vers 8 tot, maak het 8 tot 11. En dan ook 21 en 22. So, um, Rowan mentioned our journey. And um, the nice thing about this is that, that we are um, dealing with a speaking God who has got very specific things on his heart, a spirit that is building something. And, and we can reach into that with an expectation which is one of the outcomes of this preach, I think this morning, is that there will be an increased understanding of what God is doing and an increased expectation to meet with God. Ek denk die Heere wil het roer, laat ons een verwachting het. Ons gaan met de levendige God een ontmoeting hee, wat met ons als een groep gaan praat, maar ook met ons as individue gaan praat. En as ons daai verwachting kan hee, Catherine was speaking just now of stewarding our heart of faith and stewarding an expectation of a God that will answer, will answer requests. But to some extent, not only will answer, but will initiate conversation, will start speaking about things that all of us need to hear and that we as individuals need to hear. And so, I mean, let's, let's be honest. There are a few things that we need to hear God about. And it's not for your neighbor, it's for you and me specific, very, very specific things. And there's a God who wants to, who is able to. He, the, the Bible says the amount of hairs on our head are all numbered. So he would be able to go, okay, Grant, 3,553. Catherine, 10,957. Ilani. And he would be able to go down and mention to the T exactly the amount of hairs that is, and he would be able to, to sit down the universe and go and say, this is what I know about you. This is what you were thinking of this morning. This is your expectation. This is the answer to what you need. This is the way you're going to glorify me. This is how you fit into my plan. And he would just be able to speak that continuously. And obviously, 
if God would be able to do that, it would help us so much. It would settle us so much if we could just hear God. And I want to uh, bring us to a place or, or just give us a bit of a backdrop as to where we can expect that and how we can expect that. Are you still with me? Is it the fog? Go. Ek begin in a, in a stikkie skrif waar die Heere my kom stop het hierdie week. En dis in Exodus 25. En dit gaan waar, waar die Heere sê, Ek wil he, Mooses, jylle het nou uit Egypte uitgekom, jylle is in die woestijn, ek wil he, jylle moet vir my een plek van ontmoeting bou. Jylle moet vir my een plek bou, waar ek vir jylle kan ontmoet. En kan ons net sê, alles wat die Israelite doorgegaan het, het iets te doen met ons. Somehow, this has something to do with our life in 2023, what they went through a few thousand years ago. And it will also show probably past our lives to things that will still happen. So has happened, is busy happening, will still happen. This is our God. And He usually works in those repetitive pictures and patterns and, 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 and nuances. So let's try and hear what he says when he says, I want a place that you need to build me. Um, the scripture starts in, in Exodus 25 and verse 8. God speaking to Moses and he says, Die Israelite moet vir my a heiligdom maak waarin ek tussen hulle kan kom woon. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. Next. Exactly as I show you. Exactly. Concerning the pattern of the tabernacle, all of its furniture, so you shall make it. Hulle moet vir my a ark van acacia hout maak. Dit moet spesifieke lengte sê. You shall make me an ark of acacia wood. And then verse 11. Uh, you shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and outside shall you overlay it. And you shall make on it a molding. And then verse uh, 21 of that same uh, scripture. I'm skipping a bit just for the sake of time. And you shall put a mercy seat on top of the ark. Um, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I shall give you there, I will meet with you. Sorry, sorry, Solis. My apologies. There I shall meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark, I will speak with you. Um, just say with me, there I will meet with you. From there I will speak with you. This is what you need to remember. I will speak with you about all that I will give you in commandment for the people of Israel. So God says, there's something very specific that you need to make. And there I will meet you. And from there, I will speak with you. So if you feel today, I need a meeting place. And I need a place where I can hear God. I need to hear God. I live by the words of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. If I need that, and God says I need it, and maybe you've got a recognition, I need to hear the Lord, then this is a cue. It's a key. It's a something we need to take a note of. So the question obviously is, what on earth does an ark of acacia wood mean? 
because it's a significant thing. He says, make me this ark, this box. From there, I will speak with you. So how does make me a box look like in 2023? Or maybe a better question is, not what on earth does this mean, but what in heaven does this point to? Hebrews has got a portion in, in, in Hebrews 8. And Hebrews 8, you um, find not wenig so to gaan nie so maar in vers 5 sê dit die volgende. Everything which Moses made serve a copy and a shadow of heavenly things. Hebrews 8, 5. It says everything about what I'm going to say. There is a copy of this in heaven. This is a shadow of things to come. Skade weer beteken, as ek van die hemel af een licht skyn, dan, dan kan ek so vaag weg sien, dis naast en by hoe dit moet lyk. So if I had a, 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 a cupboard here, nah, you do have a cupboard, but, but if I had a cupboard here, and, and, and you shone a light, then you would see some outline um, over there on the earth. And, 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 and you would see, okay, it's a rectangle. I can't exactly see the size, but this is about the shape. I can't see all the details because some of the carvings and so on the, on the, on the, on the cupboard you wouldn't see. But you would see sort of how it would look like. And so many of the things on earth are sort of what it would look in heaven. But here's the question. Many of us have read in the Bible about scenes in heaven, right? Just with me. You've read Ezekiel, or you read Revelation. Or you're... Have any of you read about a box that remotely re- resembles the ark in those scenes? Anybody? Okay. It's definitely here on this side. I can't clearly recall an ark, you know? I recall a number of other things, but somehow the box is missing. So there's an altar, there's fire, there's incense, there's coals, there are angels, there's praise, there's a God speaking from a throne, but where is the box in heaven? It's clear that the box is somewhere, because otherwise God wouldn't have said, make the box according to the pattern. So the box is somewhere, and maybe it is not that clearly a wooden, a hardwood box that is in front of the throne. Right. So, let's start with our search. Something in heaven is like an ark of acacia wood, um, but it doesn't seem clearly mentioned. So let's go back to uh, what the word uh, ark would mean. The Hebrew word is aron, and, and the root word for that aron, uh, that box, um, which, which Moses had to make, uh, is ara or something, I can't remember, but it means to pluck or to gather. In Afrikaans, you gaan pluk besies, en jy pluk blomme, en jy bring hulle samen een bosie, of jy bring hulle samen een houwer, that would be what this ark. So, let's give it another word. It would be a box of gathering. That's how the word sounds like. Now what's interesting is that ark word is different that the Aran is different Aron is different than the Teba, which Noah's ark, and by the way, Moses's little boat uh, was. Moses' little boat and the ark of 
of Noah was actually the same root word. Interesting, isn't it? Any case, for me, I thought it was you know, nice trivia. Okay, but, but in any case, so little, 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 uh, little ark, big ark coming through the waters. This is not what this box is. This box is different. This is a box that actually doesn't have anything to do with water, but has everything to do with gathering together. Okay, so let's, let's park it there. The other thing which is interesting is this box is made of acacia wood. God says, I want to, uh, uh, he could have gone this way. Listen here, build me a box of wood, overlay it with gold, because the wood isn't the point. The golden box is. As long as we can gather into it, as long as it looks golden, we, we, we've achieved our purpose. But he says, no, 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 I want it to be made of a specific wood. It needs, it needs to be acacia wood. <laughs> now, I don't know how you read anything spiritual into acacia wood. But this I can tell you about acacia wood. So in my head, acacia wood is something that knows desert. It knows hardship. It can grow where, so Josh from Namibia will, will tell us about acacia wood. It grows where other people dry, where, where other people, where other um, trees die. If you, if you would make fire with it, it is very hot, the coals. And they will last for a long time. If you would try and work with it to make furniture, you can ask Grant about that, you will battle. Because that thing is going to be stony hard. It's going to be, it's, it's going to, but if you have it, it will last. Right? That's acacia wood. It, it knows difficult circumstances. It knows drought. Able to survive on little rain. And God says, maybe I want you to make me something lasting or something that is formed through difficult circumstances. Right, make me a box, a gathering box of acacia wood. Now, as I was, as I was looking at this, okay, a box of gathering, what would that be in heaven? I was reminded of a Greek word. And it sounds like, like I know much Hebrew and Greek, but this is just by chance or by the Lord or by, because I actually don't know that much. But I do know that the word for church means gathering. I do know that ecclesia, which is the, which is the Greek word for church, which Jesus says, I will build my ecclesia, means to be plucked out, to be called out, to be called together for a purpose, called out. So I was thinking, oh, wait, 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 wait. This might refer to the church. The ark might actually be the church. And you know what's interesting is in um, Hebrews 7, um, John, um, the, the, the friend of Jesus, the apostle John, the, the, the lover of, of Jesus, he has a vision and he sees a great number of people in front of the throne, a great number that no one can, can, uh, that no one can count. It's a, a great multitude. And it says the following in Hebrews 7, uh, in Revelation 7, it said, it's a great multitude. They come out of great tribulation, which includes hunger, thirst, sun scorching, and severe heat. They were praising God, 
and the dwelling of God will be with them forever. Now, if you didn't hear it, I, I mentioned five or six similarities between the ark and that gathering right here in the sentence. Um, the, it, was, it was the called out ones. It was the plucked out ones. They come out of great difficulty with a number of difficulties. They were praising God, which I'll show you just now the significance. And um, dwelling of God is right there with them. Now, when, when I try and give different words to make me an ark of acacia wood, um, I'm thinking of a God who is speaking and saying, I want you to have something in your midst. Um, and it, it mustn't be random. I want it to, in a specific way to meet and speak with you. And, and so I'm going to give different words to this. So I, I, would, I would guess he's, he's saying the following. Make me an object of gathering into which things can be gathered. So just remember the, the, the pattern and see if you can maybe hear the church in this. I want an object of gathering into which things can be gathered. Make me a gathering box into which I can put my writings. Do you know that when the ark was made initially, it was called the ark of the testimony and it was supposed to be housing one thing. Later it became more. But initially it was just for one thing. It was to put tablets with the handwriting of God on them. It was just to be a box for that. And it was called not just the ark of the writing, but the ark of the testimony. And so, so God said, make me a box that I can write things on and and, and, and save it there, and it will be a reminder for you for as long as you live. This is what I said. This is how I revealed myself. And so I'm, I'm thinking like God is saying, I want a gathering box into which I can put my writings, but also something that can house my testimonies. And what the arc of the testimony became was initially it was just the words, but later it became the other testimonies. So what did they put in there? The staff. Uh, of Aaron that budded, a uh, mir miracle in the presence of God. They put in there the manna um, that, uh, uh, um, that the Israelites, the supernatural provision of God, the, by implication, the stories of provision, the stories of how he defined leadership. At some stage, it, it, uh, the, the ark had a, had, a, had, a, um, had a journey through the land of the Philistines. And at that stage, when they experience the Lord, the power of the Lord, they put in there what? Mice and tumors. It was the dealings of God with the enemy. It was, they were, they were, they were sending testimonies of how God had defeated enemies and to some extent provided for his people. It was, it became a gathering box, not just for the physical writings of God, but the expressions of God on the earth. And can you hear this is where we are? Are you with me like the words and the dealings of God? All right. Um, one, of the, one of the words for the Ark of the Testimony is to, to have a recorder, a, to be a recorder. And one of the things which I think the Lord is speaking for us as a church is that we will write down what the Lord has done or be a place where we can recount the works and the deeds of God. Um, 
there. Obviously, it can be a place of meeting. And then there's something very interesting. He says, okay, make me this box. And then what do you place on top of it? A mercy seat. Um, now, the obvious question is, how do we place a mercy seat on top of the church? Because on the one hand, I mean, we, we, if this is, if this is a, an image of the church, then, then it says, make me, is like, okay, we need to endure hardships so we can be the acacia wood of God, as it were. And we need to receive the word of God, be recorders of the, of the physical words of God, but also the testimonies and dealings of God. So somehow we can house the testimonies of God. We can be that place where we, where we can be witnesses. So somehow, but what does it mean? I, I, I skipped the being overlaid with gold, but I'll get back to it. But what does it mean to, to have a mercy seat? Now, obviously your, your, your thoughts are going through the Bible, or you're just thinking like, where is he, or what's he, where is he going to? But I was reminded of a scripture, and it's, and it's in a number of places, but the one is, I think, in Psalm 22, or something like that. I can give you the exact reference now. But it says, God is enthroned on the praises of his people. And I think the ark with a mercy seat on top and words that are coming from there refers to the way that God wants to speak in our midst as we gather to praise Him. As we are here to lift up and to sing songs, it's not just for us to sort of warm up to a preach, but it's actually to exalt God to a place of Him extending mercy, cover sins, and express something that will heal us and deliver us and set us up for victory. God is enthroned on the praises of His people. And coming together to praise is a significant act of preparing the seat of God. And how do I go from here? Maybe I'll just randomly throw in one or two things and then, then try and say, what, what do we need to understand? One, the Lord said, cover this ark with gold on the inside and the outside. So cover it completely. Make moldings of gold. But let this whole thing be wrapped in gold. And, and for me, the one thing that, that, that gold is, is uh, representing in the kingdom is our faith. Okay? Um, it says, your faith, tested by fire, is worth more than gold. Gold refined by the fire. So, so you've got something that is being purified the same. You and I, we have got something that is being purified by trials, being purified by desert, just like gold goes into the fire, then melts, and then comes out, and sort of cleaned, and then goes into the fire, melts, and, 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 and that's the way the carrots go up, you know, carrot of gold, one carrot or two carrots, nine carrots, 18 carrots, it's like, how much did you purify the gold? How pure is it? And, and God says, your and my faith gets purified by fire to be on that day, such a source of glory to Jesus. Obviously, a little bit while we are here, but on that day, it will be the gold of heaven. It will be the thing that is marveled about. And we can't get to that place without the desert, arid difficulties in our lives. Lord spoke to me um, this week, past week or so. I was processing some disappointment. And obviously, uh, if if it wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be a disappointment. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it only was a disappointment because it was disappointing. You know, it was difficult. <laughs> yeah. 
It was something that I didn't get. The what or the when wasn't there. It didn't come when I thought it would come. It didn't come the way that I thought. And in that processing, as I'm wrestling with this, I felt the Lord saying the following. Getting what you want when you want it doesn't form you. It blesses you, but it doesn't form you. The disappointments is what forms you. Not getting what you want, when you want it, the way you want it, that forms and shapes you. And understanding that, we know that we have to go through that to be formed into something. We have to go through it to be a hardwood. We have to go through it to house the glory. We have to go through it to have a, a gold that is not a one or a two carat gold. Because can I just say, the Bible is clear that not all of us are, are, are um, refined the same than the others. Or they, we are not at the same level of refinement. That's the, that's the Bible. But it says all of us should be a vessel of gold and silver that is purified, that's clean. That's where we should be aiming. And in, in, in English or Afrikaans, it means trust for the trials. Will used to say, faith that, that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And this thing of overlaying the, the, the ark with gold on the inside and out means all of us, if we are the ark of God, and if this will be the meeting place, and if this is where mercy will flow from, and if this is where God will speak to us in a great way, we have to overlay this thing with gold. And it comes from your little bit of gold and my little bit of gold and all of us going through the fire and through the fire and through the fire continually with an understanding that my life matters in clothing this gathering with gold, right? And so we need to, we need to go through those things. And to some extent, I want to encourage us to the courage of going through your trial and your tribulation with an expectation that the glory will come. Maybe not the way that we, we, we thought, but the glory will come. Now, um, when, I, when I mentioned to Ruan this morning, um, this is where I've, I've got, he said, just give three or four handles. <laughs> All right, so yeah, three or four handles. And the, and, the, and the question, how you get to a handle is, okay, this is a great story. Maybe it's a great image, but so what? What does it mean? What do I do with this? I mean, at the end, everything we read in the Bible has to translate into an action. It has to translate in, how am I going to live my life different? We are not here to, to, to think about the beast with seven heads, be excited because we can name all of them, but in the end, it's like, but so what? What does it help me love? You know, we're busy with a love project, okay? In the end, we need to learn how to love. That's, that's it. Faith is there to love. Hope is there to love. The church is there to love. This mission of earth is there to get to know love, the person of God. How does he function? How does he express himself? How does it feel to love when you're rejected? How does it feel when love wins? How does love go through the trials? How, how do we love? So in the end, we're getting, we're getting back to a place of how do we love? So what does the ark has anything to do with, with life, with love? So... 
I think the two things which we need to, to, to land at for this morning is this. We need to understand what God is doing. Understanding establishes us. As ons weet wat die Heere bezig is om te doen, dan kan ons saam met hom werk. Okay? If we understand he wants the box of acacia wood, not yellow wood. Okay? Geel hout is sag, acacia hout is hard. He wants a box that will endure, that will last. As ons verstaan, hy wil goud binnen en buiten he, dan kan ons maar weet, ons kan so lang begin goud soek. We need a lot of gold for this. As ons verstaan, dat hy wil een troon naas ons sit, maar hy troon is op praise and worship gebou. Then we understand, we can't come here with our mouths shut or our hands hanging. We need to somehow find a faith to praise God. Because that is the place of meeting. That is the place of covenant. And by the way, the ark initially was just called the ark of the testimony. That's the way. But you know, it became, later they called it the ark of the covenant. It started off with, I just want to put the writings there. And it ended at, this is the place of blood. This is a place where I cut an agreement. Covenant, that word is kareeth. I cut a commitment to your welfare right there. And this is the place where the blood will meet. It's a point of favor. It's the point of remembering that we are not just in a casual relationship. We are not just in a, maybe I need to find the favor of God still. It is we come to a place where the favor was communicated. And we come and we grab hold of the blood and say, God, because of this act of Calvary, I trust you for favor in 2023 in my life. Today, the, I think it's the 11th March, but maybe it's the 12th. 12th. Okay, good. I'm still one, one day behind. But in any case, the blood is the point. <laughs> Okay, so here's what we need to understand and work with God. And the second thing which I, which I feel, so it's a place of understanding. The preach is for understanding, but the preach is also for um, expectation, for working with God. So when we get together as a church, we cannot come just to tick the box of children singing, tick the box of us clapping hands, tick the box of maybe a, a finance teaching or a testimony, or maybe somebody will... Do a little dance, preach a preach, and then I feel good about myself. This is not the expectation with which we need to come. There's got to be something when we gather is that I want to meet with you. I want to speak with you. I want to meet with you where you gather. I want to speak. And do you know that in, in the times of Israel, the ark was the center of the whole tribe. It, the, uh, the, the whole temple was sort of staged towards this one thing, the Ark of the Covenant. And around that, that, that tabernacle, that tent, with everything that's going on, the, the incense, the bread, the sacrifices, the, everything about that, around that there was a whole nation that was drawn up. And do you know where they were looking? Everybody was looking in towards the tent. And in the tent, everybody was looking in one direction where the ark would be. And what's more, that ark could be accessed only once by one person, once a year. But everybody would be looking at the day where he would enter and hopefully would come out again. There was the whole nation for this one meeting. Maybe God will speak. For us, we've got a torn veil, potentially, and a place where the whole nation of God 
the whole gathered out ones can camp and look inside to what, we, what he will speak from the mercy seat, how he will speak from between the angels. And what's more, all of us can priest that out, can bring that. I see, I see. This is what I'm seeing. Ah, he's seeing something too. You know what's interesting? This week I was seeing something. I was experiencing something. I was experiencing that God grips me. The Spirit is speaking, but I don't know why. And I don't know how. I see in part, by choice of God. Here's the reality. You can exercise your sight in the spiritual realm as much as you want to. You cannot see what God does not reveal. And God will not reveal the full picture to you because He wants to speak through a body. A body you've given me. A body you've prepared for me. Here I am to do your will. The body of Christ, us on earth, is the thing we need to celebrate and treasure. It is the thing that we need to give ourselves. It is the thing around which we build our lives, around which we camp, which we face towards with an expectation of meeting and speaking. All right, so summary. Number one, we need to know this what we are doing here is not because Ruan and maybe some other people thought, oh, it's a good thing. Let's plant a church in Paul. We are here because God said it and God initiated. Build me an ark of acacia wood is a God-initiated thing. He wants the meeting. And can I just say, this is the one thing that all of creation is building up towards. Um, the, the scripture says, all of creation is longing for a manifestation of the sons of God. Longing for those who are led by the Spirit. Longing for those who are so connected with God that they can reflect on earth what is happening in the spiritual and happening in the heaven. All of creation is longing for this one thing. Manifestation. Can you hear God and live Him out? Everybody, and God initiated it. So this is not something that we did. And this, this church, we need to know, by faith we need to know, this is not chance that you and I are sitting here this morning. It's because the living God has called us out for a time such as this. He's called us out of circumstances. And if we listen through this, hundred and how many people of us are sitting here right now, we will have many, many stories of where God called us from. But it is the same God calling and when we get together, we have to have an expectation that I see a little bit, but when I hear your story, I see a little bit more, and I will express a little bit better that which the living God is wanting to do. That is the expectation with which we need to come to church. God spoken, God initiated. We need to know that God wants a dwelling place. The Jews have got a number of feasts, all kinds of feasts that can make you dear makar. Okay, they, they're feasting every now and then. But, you know, all of those feasts culminate in one. The highlight, the play, the last, the, the fulfillment. And the feasts also point to something, all right? So this is, it points to where we're going. It points to this, the Feast of Tabernacles. It's the feast of God dwelling amongst men. God says, I want a dwelling place. Not there and you here. God is watching us from a distance. That's not God wants a place where he is amongst. And the new heaven and the new earth is this thing. God in the midst of his people. And a number of things disappear when that manifests again. Sun is not necessary. Moon is not necessary. All kinds of things are not necessary because God is there where he wants to be. And we need to know that God is building a dwelling place for God. God is building for God. A dwelling place over there in the new heavens and the new earth where tears and hardship disappear. And it is coming. But it is not only there, it is here. So it's there and here at the same time. 
And we have to get together with an expectation that this is the place that God delights in. As a matter of fact, Jesus comes and he says, I am not ashamed to call them my brothers. In the midst of the worshiping congregation, I will declare your name, Father. Jesus comes in this gathering and he declares who God is. And we somehow need to work out how do we hear collectively and reveal collectively what Jesus is declaring. It's an amazing thing. I believe that God wants us to understand the role of hardship, the occasion would. So just take note. We cannot be a good ark without good hardship. Embrace it in your life. Bear your, bear your hardship well. It is part of the design. And if you get out of your one hardship, look for the next one because you need it. I, I want to give you a quick, quick intro into the life of Cassie. I want life as easy as possible. And I've understood that my faith needs hardship to grow. Just like a bodybuilder needs weights to grow, I need hardship or I, I lose, all right? Ask Des there at the back. He's a, he's a, he understands weights and the gym, all right? He needs weights. He needs something to have resistance, to have. I have learned through the years, quick freebie, if I take on the hardships of my neighbors, exercising my faith in their difficulties, I need less hardships myself. <laughs> so guess what I do? I give myself to the hardships of others. <laughs> I'm going to trust with you, brother. I'm going to trust you. Why? I get free. It's easier for me. <laughs> All right, but what this can help you with is if you embrace the hardship of your brother, your muscles will grow, and you don't necessarily have to go through the same things. And if you don't, you will get your own. All right, but they are not just for tears. They are there for gold. If we understand this is all to do with gold, then we understand that which is written. It says, Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the suffering. We are not here to be masochistic, like, it's not what we are here for. There's a joy set before us. So if you are, if you are an athlete or if you are a, a sports person, usually you go through hard things to get to a victory. And the victory looks so nice that the hard training that you go through is like nothing for you. You embrace it. It says, yeah, we'll get up at um, 5 o'clock in the morning every day, summer or winter, to press through the pain because there's a joy. There's a victory. There's something nice. And it's so nice that I will go through this voluntarily. And God wants us to have that. Is I want you to see the nice afterwards. I want to reveal a joy that is set before you. I want to reveal glory that I want to do in your life. And can I just say, God wants every one of us to shine like the stars forever. God wants every one of us to reach people with the gospel. God wants every one of us to bring forth gold that will be glory on that day. And you cannot get that gold from your brother or your sister or your wife. or You can be encouraged by their gold, but you have to cultivate or get your own. You have to do it alone with the Lord, with the Lord's fire in your and my life. 
But if we understand it, we can embrace the process and not just groan. Why only me? I'm the only one. It's a lie of the devil. You are not the only one. The Bible says the whole world is full of brothers that are going through exactly the same thing than you. The whole world is full like that. But it is difficult when you're in it. And somehow we need to find the faith. So, in summary, not in summary, just in closing, getting down, landing. Finale. Hold the writings of God. Get into the Word. Let it be written on your heart. Let that Spirit hold it. We need to be carriers of the writings of the Holy One. And a good place is open your Bible and read it as much as you can. Hold the testimonies. Hold the revelation. Understand praise. Be a recipient of the blood. And know that when we get together, or never mind even when we get together, know that the church is the primary place of speaking and revelation that God has on earth. It is not the only. So God does have the mountaintops, you by yourself. It is. But the, the most important, the primary place of speaking and of manifestation is the church that God has called out for himself. Build for me an ark of acacia wood. Well, we do that. All right, let's just stand. I think the, 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 the worship team can come out. You can come to the front. We're going to position ourselves to somehow um, be this, to be lifting this, 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 this mercy seat, the seating of God, God enthroned on the pra uh, praises. But as they are steadying themselves, as they are readying themselves, we just want to respond to the Lord. So let's close our eyes and just focus on Him who is holy. Lord, we know that, that when you do something like this morning where it's like we don't see completely, but Ruan experiences something, and I bring a little bit, and all of us bring a little part, and, and suddenly we've got a feast. We know it's a feast prepared by the Lord. It's a feast that you have ordained, and, and you do it from various different parts. You bring TMT students and, and people with little kids and old kids and retired and students and everything in between and you mix something that is a fragrance in the Spirit and you mix something that is beautiful to you. And we want to say this morning, Lord, we believe that this is your doing. And by faith we say it's marvelous in our eyes. Thank you for the church of the living God. An ark of acacia wood. And Lord, this morning as you are doing a process that we don't always understand and sometimes are very disappointed about or in or, you know, we're just lost. We pray this morning that like the dew, you will cause an understanding to settle your people. You will give us the courage and the grace to embrace suffering and trials. You will help us to pitch our tent around this thing that you're building, the church of the living God. You are beautiful beyond imagination in all your ways. You're beautiful. We thank you that we can be part of this. 
Help us, Jesus, to believe. Help us to praise. Help us to gather. Help us to embrace and love what you are doing. We want to meet with you, and we want you to speak with us. So speak, Lord. Your servants are listening, and your servants are praising. We love you, Jesus.